0: coming up next on the health hustle.
1: I remember the phone call taken from my friend Kelsey's living room. I was staying on her couch and when when I finally moved out, her couch wasn't really seatable anymore cuz my I was 200 like what you know, probably 220 or something at the time. I slept on it every night. So like the couch had an indent of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on a call with this client and if she signs up I'm going over 2Gs. Signs up, go to the bank, cashier's check, show up. Here's my, you know, here's my 2000 buck cashier check. They take me to this apartment. They let me in this apartment. I actually ended up getting a roommate, which was really helpful and super dope. And I slept there for about a month or so before I could afford a bed. (laughs) We just started the process over for like, now I need a bed. And you just wash, rinse, repeat, made it happen. I worked so hard in that time. I was so disgusting and uncomfortable. I didn't have a couch, I didn't have a bed, I didn't have TV. I didn't have anything. Where did you sleep on the floor? Yeah, just slept on the floor. There's a bunch of blankets, P- pillows, and two blankets. Yeah. So the one good thing about me is I'm super hot when I sleep, so I never need like blankets on top of me. So that <laughs> helped. So that's just what I was doing, and I do. My roommate was just barely skating by too. Like we're two dudes just trying to make it happen, and. 10 weeks ago, I moved into my dream penthouse in downtown Austin. So uh, you fucking chase that shit. And <laughs> I'm, I'm living, I'm, I'm a walking example.
0: I'm living proof. That was five years. Hey folks, and welcome to the health hustle of Austin, Texas. On this show, we uncover the big ideas from your fellow health and fitness entrepreneurs in the Austin, Texas area about how they built their business and the lessons they learned along the way. I'm your host, Corey Hibben, and on this episode, I had a chance to sit down with my guy, Justin Mahaley. I don't use this word often, but if I had to describe this interview in one word, it would be fire. Justin is a bodybuilding coach who has coached over 700 athletes around the world and has helped over 50 of them hit first place finishes. He is the host of the Grow or Die podcast, which just hit over 1 million views for the second straight year in a row. As you'll learn in this episode, Justin has a pretty incredible story from literally having nowhere to live, sleeping on the floor, to building a seven-figure business and living here in Austin, Texas, and he contributes it all to his habits and his practices and the power of stacking wins. Some of the other things that we get into in this episode are our misconceptions about vulnerability how he got started as a personal trainer in the first place, why we should become a subject matter expert and how he goes so deep into learning everything he can about a topic, his transition from being in-person to an online trainer, becoming a free thinker, as he says, learning to set boundaries, which has been super important for his business success, becoming self-aware, finding self-worth, taking ownership of your life, and what it truly means to go all in on the things that you love. Don't let his deep voice confuse you. He is totally a gentle giant and he's very self-aware that his... His all-or-nothing personality can rub people the wrong ways, but I promise you, he's 100% authentically himself, and I love it about him. Without further ado, let's go!
1: Justin Mahaley, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? I am doing absolutely phenomenal. So, today after Christmas, I ate a lot the last two days, so... Uh been paying for a little bit today, but I
0: feel great, man. I'm re- I am i am just I'm always ready to rock and roll. <laughs> I'm honestly really excited about yeah. this because you're one of those guys where I'm just gonna like release the mic onto you. I love it. And just let fire happen. I will bring <laughs> fire. That is a promise. If if my name's on it, fire
1: is gonna be attached
0: to it. If I'm there, fire's not far.
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah,
0: I love that. That sounds like a plan to me. So I always do a lot of research on my guests, yeah. and besides your own podcast show, yeah. which I highly recommend people tap into, yeah. it was honestly kind of hard to find a lot of information about you. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to find out a lot more, because there's not a lot out there other yeah. than what you rip on That's your That's constructed. Really? <laughs> um, I used
1: to be much more public with my life with my like personal life and stuff like that and then you know it started getting weaponized against me as i like built a name up in my industry and whatnot Mm. and so i was like all right then i'm not going to be anything more than a bodybuilding coach i'm going to be a robot online you're not going to know who i'm friends with you're not going to know who i'm dating you're not going to know how I'm my success is is growing. You're going to know nothing about me. I'm just going to put out bodybuilding information. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's worked out much better. (laughs) That's good, though. Yeah. Um, Lesson learned. Yeah, lesson learned. There was just... I I think a lot of people make that mistake is, um, what is vulnerability? Because I believe in a ton of vulnerability. Um, I want my athletes to be able to trust me and have buy-in before they even sign up. I want people who listen to me to you know, have that trust built as well and a relationship built there. I want people to feel like they actually know me. Right. And then early on, I, I didn't realize, I thought that, well, that means that you get my personal life as well. Mm. And a lot of people like putting that stuff out there on the internet and whatnot. What crossed the line was there were two instances. One, this person disagreed with something that I said. And so I, and I welcome intellectual debate If you're not educated on what you're talking about, then you're going to feel very bad after debating me. (laughs) And this guy just, you know, in the open air on Twitter was just annihilated. Messaged my mom on Facebook saying that she should have had an abortion and never should have given birth to me. So that was number one. Number two on my podcast when it launched it launched in march of 2020 same time that you know there was a large pandemic that also launched in that same time frame around april i simply explained the mechanism of action of what that virus i don't say it on air because you will get censored what that virus does oh i got so canceled my mom was getting, my dad was getting messages. My sister was getting messages. My, everyone around me was just like, people were so angry. I was like, all right, then, you know, I didn't listen, to opinion, nothing. I explained the mechanism of action of how this thing's working and why we are overreacting as a society. That's all it was. It's something we studied in school and oh, nothing. There was no opinion attached to it. It was just, Hey, this is how this thing's working. Totally. And Oh, I got, whew. so I just like, I just keep it on bodybuilding I love talking about entrepreneurship because I think that my story is very relatable for a lot of people. And I like, I like firing people up. I like making people like, I believe people are very unique. I believe everyone has an extremely unique ability to like unlock something within themselves. It's like, oh shit, life is cool now. Like now I have the power and finding that self empowerment, man, people just don't want to take that step. They don't want to, like, get really uncomfortable. And so I love talking about this stuff, like, to hopefully get people to take that stuff. Because, man, I was the most insecure. I didn't think I had anything. And then, you know, one day it just all changes.
0: Yeah, I want to get into that. That's a perfect segue for me is, like, because you've been at this for 10 years now. And, like, when did that, like, when were that moment for you when you're, like, all right, I'm sick of just, like, following the rules, playing, checking the boxes, like, playing the game society wants me to play and really doing your own thing? Like, what did that look like for you? So... I grew up in a very, everything
1: around me is very average. Um, my school was very average. My city is very average. My household was very average. We made very average money. We everything we did was so average. This my family, so I grew up in Springfield, Ohio, okay. and then I went to school at University of Cincinnati. Got it. And everything, it was just mediocrity all around me. It was slightly below <laughs> average, even. And no one in my family like ever had a business. No one in my family had ever like had time freedom, which is kind of what I always wanted. I wanted two things. I wanted time freedom, do whatever I want, whenever I want. And I wanted to be able to take my close friends along the ride with me. I never wanted to be like be rich. That was never like, that's that's not a goal. That's not like a thing. I want to be rich like everyone does. Like I, I wanted those two things real bad. I was like 24, 25. And I knew I had talent by this point. I I've discovered I had talent when I was at LA Fitness working with people. You know, there's like six trainers on staff. I was the master trainer.
0: I remember which, those days. It's just a scam. It's just yeah, a yeah. huge scam. I remember that. Because um, then you could do group training and you like could. charge more clients. Yeah, yeah. And you get paid two bucks more per client yeah, exactly. for a master. Tra- and they're paying
1: $20 more per session. Exactly. Huge scam. Yep. So I realized that the way that my. Clients are interacting with me, and I'm, I'm saying client very very specifically, and I'll get into that. My clients are interacting with me way different than other people's clients are interacting with them. Like, I'm actually helping these people. And like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like, I'm having a lot of fun. But at the time, they were just clients. They were just a paycheck. And they weren't like, now I call all my people athletes. You're my athlete. They're just clients. They're a paycheck. They're in, they're out. They have a 30-minute <laughs> training slot. Mm-hmm. But in that 30 minute, I made sure to impact them and give them something that's going to carry over to the next session, whenever that is, because the reality is nothing's changing in that 30 minutes. But I realized if I could instill belief into these people, that they would carry that over and they would maybe, maybe instead of going to Wendy's, they go to Subway and get a salad. Right. You know, maybe they are driving past the gym on their way home from work. They're tired. And you know what? I'm going to turn around. I'm going to go walk on the treadmill. We're not talking about these highly disciplined athletes. We're talking about people who signed up for personal training at LA fitness. Yep. Like these are kind of the bottom of the barrel clients you can work with as a personal trainer. Sure. It doesn't get worse than this. And I, at the time I didn't know that I was able to make these people believe in themselves. And then like, man, my people were getting crazy results. So, you know, there's no check-in process with LA fitness. Why well, I my people taking pictures. I was on it with the measurements. We were like doing, and I, like people are changing. And so I left there, started my own thing at a studio nearby. And really when I saw just about everyone break their contracts and come with me, I realized I was onto something. Hmm. Like that that's a lot of money to break those contracts. 23 of my 31 clients broke their contracts and came over. Like some of them spent thousands of dollars just to simply stay with me. Or they could have just stayed at LA Fitness with their normal trainer, right? And I dated a girl back then because online coaching wasn't a thing. Like, no, now right. everyone's doing it. I dated a girl who had a big YouTube following, huge YouTube following. She had some online eBooks. She was killing it. She's like, "Why don't you coach people online?" I mean, that's not a thing. She's like, "Make it one." So I did a little research. There was, like, Jason uh, Theobald in in Kentucky doing it. Alan Kress was doing it. Amanda Bucci was doing it. Um, And I ended up becoming friends with all these people and just, like, picking their brain a little bit. Started online coaching, and, you know, I guess that the rest was kind of history. But I realized I was really, really built for this when I left LA Fitness and I had all these people come with me. And every single one of them stayed with me until... I left because all night coaching just got too busy.
0: Can we double tap on the fact that you were going so far and above and beyond with these clients? And I'd be curious as to like, where does that come from with you? Is that, is that always just been ingrained with you? Mm -hmm. Did you just have an upbringing like that? Like, where does that stem from? I'm insanely competitive. Okay. (laughs) Like to a fault. (laughs) Everything
1: is a competition to me. Like the other day, (laughs) this is funny. So I get up 5 a.m. every morning. I go to Lifetime. I hit my cardio, the one right over here, right yeah, downtown. Yeah, I know you're talking about I hit my cardio. I get in the sauna. Every single day, My it is so regimented, right? The other day I got in the sauna, and I was just, whatever, I'm doing my thing. This guy gets in, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to beat you. You have no idea we're in competition. I was about to do this in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going I'm to outlast you in this sauna little shit like that I do it all day same people have no clue they're in competition with me <laughs> they don't want to be they don't choose to be I, they just are and so if we're, everything has to end there's a winner and there's a loser that I've always always oh my goodness I've always been the way I was always like the leader of my teams whatever sports teams not necessarily like the best player I was just the leader and like I was like dude <laughs> Like, why lose when you could win? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like the, the choice is there. And like, it's kind of up to you and how much you're willing to put in. And I took that same mentality to my clients, these bottom of the barrel, low clients that like, they they just don't have discipline. Sure. But they built it because I gave them the tools to do so. At least in our time together, they were building
0: it. Can I just tell you that I feel so validated right now to know I'm not the only one that will get into a sauna, And somebody will get in like five or ten minutes yeah. after me, and in my head, I'm like, yeah. I'm not getting out till you yeah. get out.
1: Like, oh, you don't know what you just signed up for?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's only in
1: my head. Yeah, only. only. Yeah, Dude, listen, I'm not going to tell them. When I got out that day, I was legitimately like a little lightheaded. Yeah. This <laughs> was like three or four days ago. Yeah. I'm like a little bit woozy. I'm like, oh, shit. When he got up to get out, my phone was like had overheated minutes ago and I'm just waiting there like oh when he got out I sprinted out that door I was out that sauna so fast I was like I was trying to come back down to earth
0: (laughs) sometimes sometimes the voice in my head that'll go it'll be I'm rather gonna pass out or I'm getting out after you yes (laughs) yes.
1: they will find me
0: dead in this sauna before I take an L right now (laughs) I can't help it I I can't help it.
1: Sometimes it just just hits you. (laughs) Oh, I feel so validated. I love that. So let's continue this journey then. Okay, so
0: you pulled these clients from LA. You were doing your own thing. Tell us more about that. Like, how did that continue to grow? Where did you expand from there? How did you continue to get more clients?
1: Yeah, so I ran into an issue. I'm out of LA Fitness. This gym is only a personal training gym. There's no memberships. There's no – anyone who comes up off the street, like the owner takes them. You know, like he doesn't give them to us. Like this is, you eat what you kill. And I didn't know how to kill yet. So I realized, man, I need to start really perfecting my craft. Okay. Well, now you guys listening to this is like, oh yeah, hop on the internet, YouTube, podcast, learn some things. No, this was 21. This was eight years ago. We didn't even have research that proved metabolic adaptation was real. Eight years ago. Do you know how bottom of the barrel this, there wasn't fitness research. We knew that working out was good. We, we knew that eating foods that you can pluck, pick, or kill or whatever is good. That's, that was the extent of our. There wasn't YouTube. There wasn't podcasts. There wasn't people posting on like information on Instagram, how easy it is to become an expert now. Mm. Wow. So I just bought a shit ton of books. I started reading. I started, well, I like that. I don't like that. I want to know more about that. X, Y, Z. And I asked so many questions. I would find people on Instagram that I deemed knowledgeable because they had clients. And I would just DM them, ask them questions. And some of the answers were good. Some people told me, you know, F myself. Some people never responded. Like, whatever. Uh, it, was, it was a different monster back then than it is now. If you want to learn something now, you can become educated very fast, like very educated very fast on literally any topic. So I started doing some work. I, you know, am servicing my clients really well, but I was scared to ask them for referrals. I was scared to ask them to tell their coworkers about me and things like that. I thought that they would just do that naturally. And unfortunately, like some of them didn't. Like, hey, you know, can my friend come train? Yes, please. And sometimes that would work out, but you know, it was, and I wasn't charging for that. I did so much free work, which I recommend people do because until you're actually worth a charge, you should do it for free. So I started posting client videos on Instagram. I started posting client transformations on Instagram. I think I have like 2,400 posts on IG now, but if you went back far enough, you would still see my in-person training clients. And Instagram, again, it wasn't this huge tool back then, but what would happen is these people, there wasn't like stories, there wasn't like reposts, there wasn't any of that. These people would just show people, Hey, look what my trainer posted. Look what we did the other day. They're out of the bar and Hey, you know, look what my trainer did or it pops up or whatever. And now these people, that's how the referral system started. Like it was all word of mouth you don't get that a ton anymore, you know, you, you still get referrals, but it's not literal. Look what my trainer had me do out a bar to someone you just met and you're now talking about training with them. So the reach was just significantly less. My pricing also had to be extremely competitive. I mean, everyone in the area was charging like 30 bucks or so for a training session. I was like, all right, I have to charge 30 bucks for a training session. Um, when the reality was my athletes were getting way more than theirs were. So I should have charged for that. I felt like every single person that I got was just, I mean, I was trying to make ends it meet. It's like, fuck, you have to stop this month for like personal finance or whatever. Like I'm gonna figure it out. What if you just paid me a hundred bucks for this month? Like you're, you're just suffering so hard to try to make every little piece form together. But in that time. I started posting Twitter threads of how things work. I remember one with reverse dieting when reverse dieting wasn't really a popular thing. And this registered dietitian with a huge following got in this massive argument with me. Hmm. Of course, now there's plenty of research to suggest I was right and she was wrong. She could never own that. She still actually talks poorly about me on social media to this day. (laughs) It's kind of funny. So there was that one. Blew up. Meal plans versus macros. I just discussed my thoughts. That was when macros was a huge push. I, I, F, Y, M was the thing. I obviously went against the grain. I was like, well, you know, what you guys think of meal plans, because that's what meal plans were at the time, was like green beans, chicken. You guys think of meal plans isn't, you know, correct. And all of these things blew up because it was against the grain. It was so far ahead. I remember talking about how we have creatine stores in our brain. And at the time creatine was just for your muscles. And I talked about, Hey, like your parents should like be using creatine. Even if they don't work out and people are talking about like getting bloated and stuff. And I was like, that doesn't work. Creatine works inside of the muscle cell. You, you cannot take You It is physiologically impossible to have bloat from creatine. The bloat is inside your muscle cell. Mm. Creatine only exhibits effects in one place and it's, intracellular, and I, I talked about that, and these things were just blowing up, and they were also against the grain, but there were some really smart people, including Lane Norton, who like acknowledged like, hey, he might be right, like what, what he's talking about is ahead of the time, but he might be right. There was definitely some things I was wrong on. I remember, to oh, a big one, how overrated fiber was for most people. That one did not get perceived well, but now most of these things have been researched, and, you know, proven correct. And it kind of falls in line with, hey, bodybuilders have been ahead of research forever. And we're always going to be. Because we are experimenting in real time.
0: Right, with your body. How
1: can we get more out of this? Holy. Out of How can we get more out of less than every single component that goes into this? We're always going to be far ahead of the research. It's finally just catching up. I mean, just this year, dude, just this year, we have evidence now that training to failure might be beneficial for the goal of hypertrophy. And I'm like, dude, we've been doing this since the 70s.
0: Yeah. What are we talking about?
1: <laughs> we are we are 53, 52 years behind on that. But like that's really where the start came from. I was educating myself heavily. I second guess everything. To this day, I any belief I have, I if I don't know how to explain and break down the complete opposite of my belief. Then I don't have enough knowledge on it. Wow. And so I can argue with myself. And I do argue with myself quite often. Um, but I just, that's where the obsession and the competitiveness really took over.
0: My brother told me this once, and I always thought it was great. He said, I'm always looking for I'm wrong, not yes. I'm right.
1: Yes. Confirmation bias is a hell of a drug that people want to continue being served more of. But where does that get you? Right. You already think you're right. Why not put yourself out there to see if you're wrong? Why not try a different method? Like I work in the realm of physique development. There's a billion ways that I can make you put on 20 pounds of tissue. A billion, probably more. There's a billion ways to make a million bucks, probably more. That If you have one little way, you are missing so many other pathways to get there. Michael's figure them all out. <laughs> mm. That's Michael. <my>
0: <laughs> I've been on this. This is sort of a tangent, but yeah. I just want to bring it up. I've been kind of on this mission of just solopreneurship and yeah. like really what that looks like. And so much of what I'm learning about it is exactly what you're talking about of becoming an or subject matter expert yep. of that. You can take literally all angles on it to the point where now you can have a unique angle on it. That's yep. different than anybody else's because you know, everyone else's angle on it. Yep. So you know how to position yourself that would be unique or helpful or Specific to this situation, which is essentially what you've done. I love you saying that because
1: what people do, and, and my uh, fans, for lack of a better word, do this too. Whatever I say is what they hold on to. That, why? What are the other viewpoints? We're all right. We're just right with, it, with an asterisk next to it, mm-hmm. right? We have to... I, I, I believe... You know the whole jack-of-all-trades, master of... Why not be a master of every single trade? Why the fuck not? Yeah. You have every tool, and we have this thing in our skull that is so infinitely powerful that, like, why not just become a master of everything? Why not... What, what, what do you love? What's your niche? What's your thing? What do you love? Why not know every single in and out of it? Like, why leave anything to chance? I think people get caught up in, well, you know, I love Joe Rogan. And so Joe Rogan said this. Mm. And Joe Rogan's guest said this. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm going to do. You're an idiot. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also, this is a completely other topic, our schooling system encourages us to be that way. Like, again, way off topic. According to our schooling system, America has just dominated every single war that we have ever been a part of. (laughs) And like, oh, man, the reality is actually a little different than that. Our two party po- political system doesn't allow for free thinking. It's you're either in this box or that box. Yep. So through our upbringing, then our parents. You know, I'm 29, so my parents are you know 60 now. They don't. They didn't have all these tools. They right. did have to literally be in a box, and they had to pick one box and go with it. I yep. do. We're multifaceted. You can. I can quit bodybuilding coaching right now. And I can start a completely different career path tomorrow. And you can quit this podcast right now, start something completely different. You can do whatever you want, but people put themselves into this little tiny finite position on the spectrum of knowledge and and, and empowerment. Dude, our brains are, have infinite abilities. No one, have you ever heard of anyone? Oh, you know, their brain's full. Their brain's full. They can't learn anything. no, it doesn't exist. Uh, Our brains work in this filing cabinet metric. The more we learn, the more neurotransmission activity we have, the more neuron capability we have, the literal more we have in our brain happening. And there's an infinite amount of room for a filing cabinet in there. That's how our brain operates. Every memory everything we know everything is in a filing cabinet that filing cabinet literally goes on forever you know what i think about bruce almighty
0: yes i was always just thinking yep. of this the, the Bruce
1: almighty when the georgia's put that's our brain yeah that's our literal brain and like people just put themselves in this little tiny finite dot <laughs> i think it's silly even though people do it with me <laughs> to my benefit i think that it's silly be a free thinker. Make sure that the things you're actually saying, believing, um, the things you're taking in, you're ingesting, and then putting out there in the world, make sure you're well versed in these things. I think that's honestly step one to just being a decent success a decently successful human. Totally. It's like be
0: knowledgeable. I want to get back to your story, but before I do, yeah. I want to pull on this thread one more time. Yeah, let like, This is a great conversation. Not yeah. where I expected it to go, but I yeah, love it. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: I, 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 believe, I love talking about this stuff. <laughs>
0: um, but it just makes me think of that idea of how humans just love binary. Binary is oh, very yeah. comfortable for humans. It's like, yes, no, right, wrong, left, right, up, down, good, bad, whatever you yeah. want to do. We love that, but nothing in this world plays no. under that frame like everything is is?
1: why do you think we love that so much
0: because it's comfortable it is it's way easier to know this is the day that this is going to happen or this is right and this is wrong and this is good and this is bad that feels better than well it depends well, maybe you are right. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe the pandemic will end in a couple months. Like, yeah. I don't know if you yeah. could tell me a specific date. Yeah. That's way more comfortable for people. And people don't like that. You are right. People don't like the uncomfortable feeling of like, well, there's gray. There's no perfect answer to anything.
1: But that's where we need to live. Oh, 100%.
0: That's, we where, we, live. that's yeah. where we do live. Yeah. But people just don't accept that. No, they
1: absolutely don't. They want to live in white and black. And right. that's, you know, back to like where my family was. <laughs> and yeah. Exactly. Not, not a good place to be. You can't thrive from there.
0: No. But that's why it's so important to look for I'm wrong or to mm-hmm. have like all the different angles on it and continue to realize there's even more angles than you've the ones you've accomplished to this point.
1: Absolutely. And, and they're ever evolving as well. Right. Like you're never going to know everything.
0: No. But can you?
1: Oh, <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> yeah, let's try.
0: Let's see how deep that rabbit hole is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. (laughs) Um, So I want to get back to the story then. Okay, so obviously you were establishing this notoriety in the business as somebody that just was very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. You're getting incredible results. You're getting Mm -hmm. word of mouth, referrals, and then I'm assuming you probably pivoted to being an online coach. Is that where things went from there? So I made a pact
1: with my girlfriend at the time. Once I have the amount of online clients that I have, in-person clients, um, so I charge about half the price for online as in-person. But if once I supersede this number of in-person clients, I'm going to quit because in-person is a ton of energy and effort. I'm going to quit and I'm going to focus everything I have in the online sector. The first ever time that I made over $8,000 in a month was the month that I quit (laughs) in-person training. I, I told myself, I told her, I told myself this accountability. I can't keep chasing this online thing if I'm comfortable. Just like, I mean, dude, in Cincinnati, I could have made eight thousand bucks, you know, a month and been fine. And over time, with inflation, things like that, like it's gonna go up, bump up, you know, a little bit here and there. But I would have been just fine. And I I, I at this point knew that I I was special in terms of my impact on people and the way that I'm able to tap into human psychology and none of it's an act it's all legit and i think i've i had a ton of confidence in that like hey this, this is my thing and so i'm gonna chase it So it opened up a lot of room for me to be able to tap more into that sector, dedicate more to research and uh, mentoring with, with, with people who knew way more than me and just learning as much as I could and getting more online clients and perfecting my online systems and figuring everything out that goes into that. The issue was that first month I made eight G's was the first month I wasn't financially dependent on anyone else for anything. Mm. And cause that month, that was month two after I launched online coaching. Month one, I launched online coaching. I was still making like forty three hundred. My student loans were twenty eight hundred. My rent was eighteen hundred. It's the cheapest I could have in proximity to my gym. I'm minus three hundred a month. No, not grocery. I got car payment. I got gas. I got. My mom was helping me mm. through all of this. My mom didn't have a lot, so luckily. Who I was renting from was a good friend of mine. Cut me some deals, helped me out a little bit, X, Y, Z, whatever. Sometimes my, I had two clients who they're, they're still so special to me to this day. There were a few times they knew and, you know, they'd slip me a little check, like a little bit extra. And I was just getting by. Well, I knew for a fact, I was not going to push if I didn't quit. So to some of you, this might sound really stupid, Hindsight, it might have been. But the reality is most people who actually start an entrepreneur journey or are talking about it are waiting for this moment. Mm -hmm. The moment doesn't exist. Mm -mm. My moment was, all right, I stay here. I'm going to get too comfortable. And I'm not going to be able to do the things I want in life with $8,000 a month, $9,000 a month, $10,000 a month. Not things I want to do. I had this huge vision of having this team and having all this stuff. I need to go. So I went for it. I moved to Columbus. I lived, you know, rent-free with my girlfriend at the time for a couple months. We broke up, and I was like, oh, this is good.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Okay. I obviously I couldn't live with her anymore.
0: <laughs>
1: and I'm like, well, I'm not making a lot of money here. Um, you know, I still got that suit loan payments, I got that car payments, I got all of these things, right? And my student loan payment was a non-negotiable. I wasn't able to get it. It's called furloughed. I wasn't able to get it like furloughed or pushed back or anything at all because I had missed so many payments at that point. My credit score was 310. Oh, no. So I have nowhere to live and I'm trying to get an apartment. So I go to literally the shittiest apartments in Columbus. I'm living in Columbus at the time. I moved from Cincinnati to Columbus. I go to the shittiest apartments in Columbus. I'm like, look, I'm not going to accept it off my credit score. What do you guys need for me to get a place here? They tell me we need 2,000 bucks like (laughs) (laughs) 2,000. Yeah. At this time, I think I had a thousand dollars in my bank account legitimately max three times. I know for a fact, two times. And the one time I had it because my mom transferred me 200 bucks so that I could hire a mentee or a mentor and I could learn some more things. The only other time I remember having it was the day before rent was due. But I, so I would say max three times because I think after high school graduation, I got, over a thousand in there. Sure, two thousand dollars. I have nowhere to stay. All right, I'm couch surfing on my friends. Like this, I'm 24. This is five years ago. I'm couch surfing on my friends' couches and whatnot for about five weeks. So grateful for that for this day, but it felt like shit. Like you feel like you're chasing all this shit. No one really believes in you because you don't even fucking have an apartment. You know, you got nothing but your Toyota Camry. And, you know, it's, it's getting you there, but it's not very nice. It's not really getting the job done. And you're like bodybuilding. <laughs> it's like, everyone thinks you're a freaking loser at this point. I remember the phone call taken from my friend Kelsey's living room. I was staying on her couch. And when, when I finally moved out, her couch wasn't really seatable anymore. Cause my, I was 200 and like what, you know, probably 220 or something at the time. I slept on it every night. <laughs> so like the couch had an indent of me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm on a call with this client and if she signs up, I'm going over to G's signs up, go to the bank cashier's check, show up. Here's my, you know, here's my 2000 buck cashier check. They take me to this apartment. They let me in this apartment. I actually ended up getting a roommate, which was really helpful and super dope. And I, You know, slept there for about a month or so before I could afford a bed. (laughs) We just started the process over for like now. I need a bed, and you just wash, rinse, repeat, made it happen. I worked so hard in that time. I was so disgusting, uncomfortable. I didn't have a couch. I didn't have a bed. I didn't have TV. I didn't have anything. Where did you sleep on the floor? Yeah, just slept on the floor. There's a bunch of blankets, pillows, and two blankets. Yeah, so the one good thing about me is I'm super hot when I sleep, so I never need like blankets on top of me, so that <laughs> helps. So that's just what I was doing, and I do. My roommate was just barely skating by too. Like we're two dudes just trying to make it happen. And ten weeks ago, I moved into my dream penthouse in downtown Austin. So like you fucking chase that shit, and you, I'm I'm living I'm I'm a walking example. I'm living proof. That was five years. Five years went by, and. I tell everyone this, and it's impossible to know until you see the day-to-day. I know for a fact I outworked everyone in that five years. In the next five years, I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do this every—I have finally become very comfortable. My friends have become very comfortable and supportive of, like, dude, I work. I'm busy. I want to be busy. I want to solve problems. I want to be doing things. So every second of my day is accounted for every day. And this week— it's the first week I've ever taken off work
0: mm. in terms of
1: clients. Well,
0: thanks for doing this.
1: It was a perfect time to hit me up. Hell <laughs> it yeah. It was a perfect time. Like the timing was perfect. And I love going on podcasts. But the moral story is I'm 10 years in. I'm finally taking time off. This is my first time in 10 years. And I, it's legit every day. Monday through Sunday I work. I'm up at 5 a.m. every day Monday through Sunday. You hit me up at, on Instagram at 5 a.m. on Sunday and I'm going to respond. Cause I'm doing my cardio lifetime fitness. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it in. I'm, I'm wanting someone to converse with me <laughs> at that <laughs> time. Like it, it doesn't stop. It never, ever, ever stops. The work that was put in the last five years has to be doubled up the next five years. Cause that's just my competitive nature. But what I get sick and tired of is everyone wants shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about what you want. What are you willing to sacrifice for it? Like I don't go out. I don't like have, Fun is success. Fun is is enabling my friends. Every employee I have in all of our companies are friends with me. They're people I employed and I handpicked because two items. Number one, I have a culture in every one of my companies. And that culture is non-negotiable. The minute you don't abide by that anymore, you're gone. Mm. Some people might listen to this from my page who I send over who have been here for a long time. And they know who I'm talking about. I fired my best friends before. We talked about a name before this podcast, Mm -hmm. best friends Mm. fired. Obviously it severed relationships. I would rather do this brand building with people who fit it with people who know it and understand it. And if the time comes that we don't work out anymore, I'm okay with that. They're not okay with it. They hold a lot of anger and animosity against me. I'm okay with it because the reality was number one, I built you a life in that time frame that you aren't going to have without me. I know how much money these people made. I know the lives they were living, the impact they were living. Number two, dude, we got to do it together. Mm. I got to do it with people that I loved and cared about and cherished. If the friendship was going to end, it was going to end whether you hire the person or not. Sure. I have some people that have been with me six years and they'll be with me the next six, and they'll be with me the next six. That's not the reality with everyone. I believe in doing business with your friends and the people that you love and the people that you care about because I got to control their day to day and how much money they made, the lives that they lived, the happiness that they had. I didn't have to hear about my friends complaining about their boss because their boss was dope. <laughs> <laughs> <It's you. laughs> yeah. And if there was a complaint about their boss, hell yeah. yeah you better Let's tell fix me. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Let's talk about it. Let's fix it. That's
1: communication. I believe in doing business with my friends.
0: What? motivates you? Cause I think, and the reason I asked that question is because I think a lot of people probably listening to this are like, they're like, fuck yeah. Like Justin is obviously fired up. He has a vision. He has goals. He wants to accomplish things. He's rallying people around him cause he has this thing that he wants to do. Yeah. But like, what is it about you or what can maybe somebody else learn from like, what just continues to motivate you and keep you going?
1: I don't want to go back to where I was. There's two times in my life I've been suicidal and you know, if you've ever been suicidal, that's yeah, that's rock bottom. Yeah. It's like, not deeper than that. Yeah. Um, there was one time I was trying, I was trying to get to the point where my mind was made up. When you're there, Mm. you kind of just fight to never go back. Totally. My mom and dad did the best they could, but my childhood sucked. They tried, they failed, but they've, you know, at least one of those parties has since, you know, understood, taken ownership, just accepted, you know, that. There's nothing we can go back and fix. We can only really work on the right now. Well, one day I want to have kids and you know, I look at what's going on outside the world and stuff. And I like, man, you really want to bring kids into this? And I'm like, you know what my kids? Yeah. Cause I'm going to build an environment that is just absolutely absurd for them to thrive in. That motivates me. It motivates me to wake up better tomorrow than I am today. I, I believe in habit stacking I posted an Instagram video on this recently. Every single thing we do throughout the day is either building a new habit that is conducive to where we want to go or is reinforcing a negative habit that's keeping us from where we want to go. Let me lay it out for you this way. So my alarm goes off. I have one of those hatch things. You ever used a hatch? Mm -mm. Get it. It is
0: life-changing. Is that where it gets, like, brighter? Yeah. As you wake up? Yeah. So yeah. I
1: start at 10 minutes before. And then when I wake up, because I believe we should all be getting up before the sun comes up. When I wake up, the hatch is sunrise light. It is. My room is bright. And, man, it helps so much. It spikes that cortisol right away, which is what you want in the morning. Was, that's what wakes you up. Right. It also starts melatonin production for the day. So what if I hit snooze? Oof. Not a good habit to be in. mm I start at oh, 0 for 1. All right, alarm goes off 5 a.m. I'm out of bed. What if I don't brush my teeth? What if I don't make my bed? What if I don't take my morning digestive supplements? What if I don't take my health supplements? What if I don't get to uh, cardio on time? What if I don't invest my time into the sauna afterwards? All these things that benefit me. What if I decide to go to coffee? And this is this is extremist. I don't recommend everyone getting to this point. This is where I'm at. If I get an almond milk latte rather than just black coffee, I just bombed 130 calories. So yeah, it tastes good. Yeah, I get tired of black coffee. What if I get something that's not black coffee? I will say so, like sometimes, yes, there's a crowd that's gonna be like, yeah, it doesn't sound cool. I do treat myself mm-hmm. like when it's due, right? What if, I, what if I give in to Instagram DMs from women that I deem desirable when I have a girlfriend? What habit is that making? I've done it before. It's not a good. What if I decide to eat a McDonald's McMuffin rather than make my first meal? You see what I'm saying? Every single choice we make through the day, every single thing we do, what if I'm supposed to respond to a client and I'm fucking off on TikTok? Every choice we make, every single one, is reinforcing or creating. I believe in creation. Reinforcement... I'm not happy with where I'm at. Mm. So why the hell would I reinforce that? Starting January one, I'm up at 4.50 in the morning. I'm creating a new habit. I don't like where I'm at. I wanna be better. That's something that gets me an extra 10 minutes in the morning that I need for work. It's something that gets me closer to the discipline I need to be where I want to go. So it also gives me motivated. I'm not where I wanna be. I have to get better. I have to be a better body money coach. I have to be a better leader. I have to make more money. I have to have more time flexibility. I have to be smarter. I have to have more impact. I have to bring more to my podcast guests. I'm a servant to the world. I, that's where I thrive. I'm serving people. I have to serve better. So, what are you habit stacking? If you go back through your day right now, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this. From the time you wake up to right now, you're either in a net positive, a net negative, or a neutral, where you haven't gotten better, or you have gotten better, or you've gotten worse. I tell my people, you start with me, you need to be plus 30 every day. Every single day, you're plus 30. You made 30 decisions that got you closer to the goal. So if you make one step backwards, you need 31 forward. I Mm. tell all my people, it's a non-negotiable. Most of them, I can tell if you're with it or not. (laughs) Most of them who do it, bodybuilding is a byproduct of everything else in your life. How you do one thing is how you do everything, but something extreme like bodybuilding, it's extreme. If you're succeeding in bodybuilding, you are succeeding everywhere else in your life, period, period. If you're not, the rest of your life is a reflection of that as well. Example, I have clients check in with me. All right. This isn't calling anyone out in specific but your room's dirty. What the fuck do you mean? You're, that's where you live. That's like, that's, that's where you sleep at night. And it, it's just filthy. Versus the athlete that everything's always crystal clear clean, sparkly. Which one do you think makes better progress? The clean. How you do one thing is how you do everything. What habits are you stacking know, You just threw your socks on the ground rather than in the hamper. Oh, you didn't change out toilet paper roll. It's the little things, and people overlook those. But they're like, I want to make a million bucks. You can't even put your socks in the hamper. you will be a millionaire, but you can't even replace a toilet paper roll. <laughs> you can't even clean your dish after you after after you eat. You want to be a millionaire, but you won't make your meals at home. You won't learn to cook. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. These are the things that drive me. I might be a little crazy. You're definitely crazy, but. but, but a year ago, it wasn't like this. Yeah. And a year ago, I wasn't near successful. My definition of success. Right. This was learned. Kuberman's podcast was big for it. Mm. But I remember I was reading, um, I was, uh, watching something where Elon Musk gave a clip of his day to day. It was just so robotic. And I was like, I want to get as close as possible to that. And like in my realm. Like Elon sleeps like two hours a day, right? I I have to sleep eight for bodybuilding, (laughs) so like there's some things that are non-negotiable. But like, well, I go to bed at nine, I wake up at five, right? Like every day, and that's where it starts. Like, you want to be a millionaire, but you don't want to have a set bedtime and wake time? Because let me tell you something: like the richest people in the world all do. Yeah, their structure is insane. I saw a detail of Joe Biden's like third day of president. And I was like, Oh my, he had like a hundred things on his agenda. I was like, wow, that, that to me, like he accomplished all those things. Well, you know, someone accomplished them for him. That was what was on his agenda. Maybe he didn't accomplish all of them, but the reality was his work output was 100 tasks. Why can't we do that? Like, not to get political at all, but I think I'm much smarter than Joe Biden. I do. And so, like, why can't I achieve that? So, like, those are kind of the things that started shifting me towards that. Mark Cuban is huge on his structure and his routine and all that stuff.
0: Then I'm like, man, all
1: these people, you know, are doing it. LeBron James, huge on it.
0: All these people are doing it. I need to do it from a business standpoint. What would you say those systems or structures or things that you do on a regular basis have been like the most pivotal things that have kind of led you to where you're at today? Boundaries. Okay. Having
1: boundaries. There's time for work. There's time for self. There used to be no time for self. All day was work. That is not how you get there. And I was told the same thing for years. Justin, you're bringing yourself out. It's not how you get there. Ah, uh, you know, F off. No, that's not how you get there. <laughs> I work in increments. 45 minutes or so on, 15 minutes just chilling. And chilling, I mean like, hey, if I want to get on TikTok, I'm going to get on TikTok and waste time. If I want to sit there not stimulated, I'm going to sit there not stimulated. If I want to play with my dog, I'm going to play with my dog. If I want to watch YouTube videos, all right, 15 minutes is up, 45 minutes of work. And that's what I... When I started this, it was like 15 minutes of work. But I've been able to expand my attention to that 45-minute time. It's just practice. You just continually practice these things. Meditation, massive for me. After this, I'm going to bike home. I'm going to take my dog out for a walk. I keep my phone on me to track my steps. but That thing's not coming out. And I'm going to walk. I'm going to find somewhere that's super peaceful over by the lake or might go over to Zilker or somewhere. And I'm just going to be present, me and my dog. I'm just going to breathe. I'm going to listen to the world. I'm going to listen to the earth. I'm going to let my mind right. And, you know, from that, I find a ton of gratitude. Um, How long I, do you sit there? Long time. Really? Hour. Wow. Long time. Okay. Very long time. As long as, long as I... Need air quotes. I'll sit there. I'll sit there all night. I love it. I I love the world going on is unbelievable. You and I are sitting in this room. We hear nothing outside. There's no one other than you and I right now. But there, what's going on outside of these walls? We're in downtown Austin. Is absurd. Yeah. To think about the earth itself is just absurd to think about. And I love just like being part of the operation. Honestly. Are you pretty so, self-reflective? Do you spend a lot? Very. Yeah. So I talk about this on my podcast a bit. I used to not be at all. Mm. Like I was terrified of two years ago, I would not look in the mirror. And then I went through, you know, the second one of those times where I was really suicidal. And, uh, I don't, I don't want to say really suicidal. I think that means you're kind of playing it or something. It was more so like if I walked across the street and just got creamed by something, like I would have been okay. And it's again, it's a tough place to be. And, just two years ago, to a lot of people on the outside, it's like, damn, you know, he has everything going for him and, you know, stuff like that. No, on the inside, I was broken.
0: Was that because you were too focused on the business and not enough yeah. on the relationships? Um, the way, or what?
1: On the business,
0: validation, gratification. Mm. Um,
1: I had an amazing relationship with an amazing woman who's my best friend of this day. And, you know, I was disloyal to her. And, like, I should have, you know, handled that differently. I wasn't good to the people around me. I was I was being pretty narcissistic at the time, honestly, but the business success really got to me. It got to my head. Now I realize it doesn't mean anything. Right. <laughs> you know, it, just, it doesn't mean anything because you're not, it's not good enough. And without having real relationships with people, like, so I don't have a single money app on my phone. I have an accountant. Our role is, hey, when I swiped the card, I want it to work. <laughs> If there's anything out of the ordinary, like if there's a large purchase, I'm going to call you. I don't know anything about our finances. I know nothing. Because back then, that's what I was focused on. And we had like $3.5 million a year. And never in my life was I so disconnected from myself to the people around me to everything going on. Wow. I was so sad. And I was just pathetic. And I would legit just pull up our PayPal or, you know, our Stripe or, you know, my accounts and, oh, it's okay. No, it's not fucking okay. Your self-worth was tied to your bank account. Absolutely. And that's disgusting. Like, that is disgusting. And I don't want to be that Mm. because it really doesn't mean much to me. Right now, if you took it all from me, I'd be okay Mm. because I have unbelievable relationships with unbelievable people. Do you know Mike Bledsoe? I don't
0: Oh god I need to connect you With him after the show I would love to Yeah He's uh He was big in the CrossFit world He did Barbell Shrugged Do you know that podcast show? Yeah
1: I've heard of it before Absolutely That's, that's yeah. him Oh no way Yeah yeah,
0: yeah Absolutely he, He's a buddy of mine In here in town But the reason I bring this up We don't need to go down This rabbit hole But like Same story He was very Emotionally attached To his self worth And his bank account mm-hmm. And he tells the story In a previous episode If anybody wants to listen to it About basically How he let his bank account Get to zero yeah. Just to feel what that's like yeah. Just to basically be able to pull himself away from the self-worth to what it felt like to not have anything again and to know he could do it again. And he did. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's fascinating. I, I, I feel that.
1: Yeah. I feel that that I, I never pulled my bank out to zero, but I started living like I was poor Yeah, and man, it helped me so much. I was really strict with it. I was legitimately living. Like, I think I might have 10 bucks in my name. Like that's how I was operating. Mm. That's how I was purchasing. That's how I was moving through my life. I realized a lot needed to change Yeah, and a lot of therapy later, a lot of self-reflection later. And yeah, I mean, there was times you're like, I literally look in the mirror during my self-reflection phases. I literally look myself in the eyes and like now, like I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) Back (laughs) then. That's good. Back then. Bad dude. I was like, I remember I've told myself a few times, like you're, you're not right. You're disgusting. You're not who you want to be. You're not who you say you are. And the stuff. But
0: I think... That's good, though, that you can say that about yourself, though. Because I think most... I've been in that place. I think a lot of people have been in that place where you have to be honest with yourself. mm -hmm. That's the most important person you need to be honest with is yourself. It's the only one that matters. Right. You're stuck
1: inside of your head forever. Right. What you had This vessel you have, everything you ever do, the only thing that matters is that vessel. Take care of your mental... And people just don't want to. Mm. They, everything else needs to be a plan. No, I have this rule that if something happens, it's my fault. Did it might not be my fault. I might know this subconsciously. It's not my fault. I'm the freaking leader of this thing. It's my fault. If something happens anywhere, because you know what? If you take ownership, then you can account for it. And if you can account for it, you can change it. Just like, if, if you measure it, you can change it, right? If it's not measured, it won't change if you can account for something, you can change it. My accountability was, you know, during those rough times, that, and it's a skill. Like, as you know, it's a skill to learn. Look at yourself in the mirror, be a hunter with yourself. Like, Ooh, ooh things aren't going well. <laughs> it's a hot, like it happens. Yeah. It's ebbs and flows too. You're not going to be perfect. Like I'm going to have times, you know, in, in, in my future where it's like, oh, you need to get realigned right now. And, we're all going to have those. Yeah.
0: It's hard too. Cause like you get wrapped up in your own bullshit and you tell yourself stories that aren't true. And that's why you need other people around you to be like, yo bro, like that's not how this is actually happening right now. No matter what's your story, you're telling yourself in your head. Like mm-hmm. that's not an accurate reflection of what's happening. Oh, your friend group
1: is everything.
0: Totally. My, I, I tell everyone and
1: you couldn't take me off this hill. I have the greatest friend group in the history of mankind, <laughs> but our, our accountability. Mm. Hey man, someone's off. It gets called right away, (laughs) including me. And dude, sometimes it hurts, but I love it. Yeah, you need that. Absolutely. And I think that's a big hack to business success as well. Like everyone looks for people to support them. Hey, like support's cool, but like (laughs) there needs to be something tangible to support. How about you find people that are real with you and are actually giving you feedback on where you can be better and like aren't afraid to hurt your feelings Cause like the reality is like when's the last time you had your feelings hurt? If it's longer than a week ago, then you got real people with you. Totally. Like you, honestly, I think we need to have our feelings hurt every week, and it could be something small. You could, you maybe just misspeak, and if someone corrects it. Like, uh, eh, this is how it went down, or like whatever. Hey, it's small, but that's it's keeping you on track. Totally. We all need that because, like you said, dude, we're all telling ourselves a bullshit story in our head. Mm-hmm. How much the extent of that bullshit is largely dictated by the company that you keep. Because good company won't let you bullshit too far away. You know, they'll let you get there a little bit. They'll let you push the boundary, but they're not going to let you go over that boundary. And that's powerful.
0: I uh, I was just talking to a buddy about this the other day, about how I love getting the positive feedback that I get from the podcast show. And yeah. like people, like they recognize me and we'll talk and whatever. And I love everyone listening to the show and I appreciate all of you. But I also want to say too is that Although I appreciate that, it's almost sort of useless. Mm-hmm. I would almost prefer you tell me what I'm doing wrong or how I can improve or any feedback. And so anybody listening to this episode, please feel free to like let me know like how to improve this and how to have better conversations or whatever it is. Yeah. Because like that is actually a thousand times more valuable to me than the praise that I get from the show. It also shows people actually care. Yeah.
1: Like damn, they're really paying attention. Like I love that. That's a
0: very powerful note to make.
1: Yeah. But it shows that people care. Yeah.
0: That's dope. Yeah, I just want to put that because I've been thinking a lot about it. It was just like, I appreciate the praise, but it's like, it's almost useless. It feels good to my ego. Yeah. It feels really good to my ego, but it's not helping me improve as a person. You're not where you want
1: to be. Right. So you have to get the the opposite of praise, which, you know, might be deconstruction sometimes. Totally. But
0: yeah, dude, I love that. We're on the same wavelength there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Where are you going forward with this then? So like, what's the future of business for you? And like, where do you see this
1: going? Man, there's some big things coming. So I just dropped my mentorship recently, my online mentorship it is unbelievable i'm ridiculously proud of what went into that it actually opens to the public tomorrow it opened to my team last week and it just went bonanza like right out the gate and it opens to the public tomorrow which i'm really fired up about so by the time this podcast launches it's open cuz my i've talked to a ton about education knowledge empowerment so i was like let me make something like let me make something that's just going to literally teach people everything if you're someone who's in fitness, then it's for you. And you're going to learn the ins and outs of absolutely everything. Like when I say everything, I'm talking, we have every sex hormone cover, We have blood tests cover, We have all components of physiology covered. We have biomechanics covered. We have how you set up diet, training, blah, blah, blah. Every single little tiny variable is covered in here. I want to grow that. I want to make it huge, and it will be huge. I'm going to drop a supplement company in 2023. I have a great partner on it who we're super in sync. We have some amazing concepts and ideas coming to the forefront. We're in our infancy stages right now. We believe we just started on it five weeks ago. That's coming. The goal is to have a Q3 product in interested consumers' hands. So, not a launch, but we have something in our interested customers' hands. It's like a teaser almost that we can put out, get feedback go back to work and you know continue perfecting from there i think we want to have like three items launched at that soft launch is what you would call it at that point just in like i said to people on the podcast people who supported us for a while xyz i want to make the podcast go even bigger we just got back on youtube um so i really missed out on that for the last couple years while it was blowing up but the podcast i think is just it's so much more Than like just bodybuilding oriented, like man, the guests that I have on are just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And I think every time you listen to a podcast, you're going to leave with something Mm -hmm. that leave with something. I just want to keep growing on that. When I meet people, I want to make sure that they leave with something. I want to just keep every interaction that I have, whether it be face to face, whether it be through social channels, whether it be wherever I want it to be unbelievably positive. I want, to be able to empower people. And you can empower people by teaching them. You can empower people by making them believe believe in themselves. And you can empower people by simply shining a light on the direction that they could go that might yield success for them. And you can empower people by being extremely real with them. And I wanna just check off those four you know bigger better and brighter than ever before
0: two things i want to tell pull out of that and make sure people got is one is that you're actually doing the research about a product before you release the product tons so smart i think yeah. most people try to build it and hope they come and that's a foolish approach to yeah. most products yeah and the other thing too is i can double tap on the podcast show yeah it's great i appreciate that. highly recommend people check it out i appreciate that i
1: put i i it's
0: my pride There's a lot of
1: passion that I put into that thing. So I love podcasts. Same. (laughs) In case you didn't notice. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like it's fun. I I think this is so much fun. Yeah. Um, Just humans conversing and other humans want to listen to it.
0: Like it's dope. Well, what I love most about the podcast medium above all others is that it feels like it's the one that you can really go deep on something Mm -hmm. and it it attracts intellectual people, I guess, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word, yeah. people that really want to learn and understand and go deep on things. And I appreciate that. Dumb people aren't on these,
1: right? Very smart people, curious people. I love curiosity. They're on these channels. Yep, and that's who you want to speak to because that's who you want your message to go to. Totally, people who want to be empowered and who want to feel something and who want to learn something. I do the podcasting space is my favorite, totally by far. Like, there's things I've said on this podcast today that Instagram is no idea, Twitter is no idea, whatever YouTube is no idea. Yeah, you know, it's a podcast space. So I appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, man. I got a round of rapid fire questions for you. I love it. Best business advice outwork
1: everyone. And when I mean everyone, that doesn't mean your circle. That means when you go to bed at night, you have a smile on your face. Because, yeah, man, there's no way, it is not possible for someone else to have done more than I did today to exude my passion into this project that I'm building. It doesn't sound sexy. It's not fun. It's not a shortcut. You have to be manic in your work output.
0: It makes me think of Mark Cuban. Yeah. That's where that feels right. Just yeah. the unbelievable work ethic or Will Smith. Yeah. Like, Damn. You just have to go. Yeah. You just
1: have to freaking go. And if you actually love it, here's the thing. It's hard to do and there's no momentum, but as soon as you get that little tiny piece of momentum and you have to understand momentum does not come around often. Once you get that, it gets much easier to continue waking up and capitalize every single day with every cell in your body being put into that
0: fire dude. Best marketing advice. Be true
1: and be very, very educated. When you say something, it better be legit. There's no faster way to lose trust than by being wrong. Mm. So don't be wrong. In my industry, we have this saying, it's called don't miss. That just means when you have an opportunity, you get a big time athlete, or you know your work's gonna be shown in a limelight on a big stage, do not miss. Because if you miss, You're not going to get another chance. That's my advice here. Do not miss.
0: That's kind of how I feel about this podcast episode right now. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm not going to miss, man. No, do not miss. (laughs) What's your favorite part about entrepreneurship?
1: That I get to control the energy that my passion pours into not just the businesses, but entrepreneurship is a lifestyle. The passion that is poured into my lifestyle every single day, I feel fulfilled every day. Every night I go to bed happy because I'm fulfilled with, I got to pour all of my energy into something I truly love. And watching a project come together mm. is satisfying. It's very satisfying.
0: Much more satisfying than building LA Fitness. Yes, and than their- building someone else's dream. 100%. Absolutely. When are you the most productive Oh, morning. 5 a.m.? I, I, 4.50? From, from
1: five. Yeah, now 4.50. About to be 4.50. From 5 a.m. to 9 a.m.,
0: I'm unstoppable.
1: I don't think there's a human that gets more done in that time than I do. I'd be amazed if there was. Who is your inspiration? I got to be real tacky here. So I never had an answer to this. And then I heard a Matthew McConaughey interview where he said, myself in five years. Mm, yep. But I don't like five years just real far down the road. Myself next month holds me accountable. So Justin Haley, January 26, 2023. That's who I look up to the most right now. That's who I I need to make that guy proud right now. Because what I'm building, it has to continue for him to be where he needs to be. I don't think anyone could drive me the way I drive myself. And I don't like look up to like, (laughs) it's hard to like look up to like Mark Cuban. Right. It's almost so unrealistic and I don't want to be a billionaire. That's a lot of, I don't want to be a billionaire. Um, quite Frank, I, there's definitely an amount of money that I could get to and be like, this is good. I, a billion dollars is the things that go into it are not, you have to, I feel like you have to fuck a lot of people over mm. to get to a billion bucks. Your employees probably aren't very well paid. you you know, you can go sure, down that whole rabbit hole. Sure. I don't look up to them. I don't look up to athletes. That's for sure. I think you know. I think it's a little tacky. To look up to athletes. It's difficult to look up to anybody who's like you know you only know from social media or whatever because like you don't know that person. Like, especially with how vulnerable things are nowadays. Like, man, how many times has someone that like you really look up to let you down? Mm. Like, and I'm not gonna let myself down. So if I hold that accountability that one month from now. January 26 2023, that Justin, what I'm manifesting that to, to be, that's who I'm looking up to right now. And it holds me accountable to stay on that track. like keep rolling. You, you got to go. Like there's a lot of energy I put into life every day. You got to keep going. You have to go.
0: I like that answer a lot. I've never had that one. And I think it's great because it's the realization that all humans are flawed mm-hmm. and that, so it's really hard to like look up or have an inspiration to a human yeah. when it's like, yeah, we're we're all human. We all yeah. make mistakes. We all have weak spots. And but your future self, like that, you for sure want to make that person proud more than anybody else on this planet. Think about
1: it's it, you know in four days we have a new year. One year ago today, you weren't close to where you are right not now. Not even close. Why would you not be looking up to yourself? Hundred percent. And at the end of the day, you know all the skeletons in your closet. So as you should make peace with those. Well, homie, why am I going to look up to someone who I don't know the skeletons in their closet. I don't want to be let down by people. I don't want to put someone on a pedestal. So how about I put next month's me on a pedestal? Mm. And I know that I won't let myself down. I know every skeleton in my closet that I have, every single one of us has them. And I'm at peace with every single one of them. I'm cool with every single one of them. So let me keep building on what this is. Let me keep harnessing this momentum to.
0: Make it even greater. And even if you did let yourself down, at least you could then turn back to yourself and go like, all right, what did I do wrong and how can I be better? It's all in my control. Right. It's all in my control. If I look up to say, um
1: Steph Curry, I don't have any control over that. Right. I I when I watch Steph Curry play basketball, I'm like, that is insane. Right. That's cool. But I'm not gonna look up to the guy, it's unrealistic. I'm not gonna look up to billionaire, it's unrealistic. And I don't have anyone to look up to in my industry because no one's done what, I, what I'm what i going to do. Hell yeah. So like, it's kind of got to be me. <laughs> <laughs> right? By default, <laughs> process of elimination leads me back to, I guess, myself. To me and one month. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> me and one month. <laughs> uh,
0: tell me one secret about you or something just most people don't know about you. I absolutely hate social
1: media. Right. I hate everything to do with it. I hate all of it. I want to get off of it really bad. More often than not, I'm not actually like on my accounts. If anyone gets a response via DM, it's me. But I don't do a lot of the posting and stuff anymore. I want it gone. My goal is to not have Instagram on my phone after this year. That's that's my goal. This and,
0: right this coming year, like th- four days,
1: 2024. Okay, 2024. I don't want to have it anymore. I will say I do love TikTok, <laughs> but my TikTok algorithm is completely set up for like education. Mm. So if you go down my TikTok, I'm just going to learn things. Instagram is social media and having a presence comes with a lot of negative toxicity. Mm. And unfortunately for myself, if I read a negative thing, it affects me much more negatively than the positive things affect me positively. One negative remark is like minus 1 million. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it just like did it like hurts my feelings. Like, honestly, it's so like, I don't want my feelings hurt anymore. It's <laughs> so like, I don't want to be on. I abs- I hate Instagram. You know, you, you do it because you want to help people. But yeah, most people probably think that I like social media and I, I absolutely hate it. I think YouTube and podcasts are dope. Anything that's not YouTube and podcasts, I think it's trash.
0: Yeah, I think that's very human of you, though. I think, yeah. what do they say? It's like 10 to 1. For every one negative experience, you need 10 positive experiences. Yeah. I that's, need a million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yours is higher. Huh? I don't know why. I don't know. I've always been
1: like that. Like, the one negative thing will just, like, sit with it. I I can't.
0: Can't shake it. It's like,
1: what did I do to you? Yeah. What, what did I do to you? I, I was just trying to be myself. You know, it's like I, I, it, I, let, it, I let it defeat me. Uh. You know? This just sucks,
0: appreciate you sharing
1: that, man, yeah, definitely I don't think I've ever said that anymore before <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you change about yourself if i if I could change anything about myself, I would have learned emotional maturity much earlier than I did, oh God
0: yeah yeah
1: i I definitely screwed myself as a professional in my mid twenties when I was very insecure, very emotionally just not well, mentally not well um I would have I would have liked, and it was a choice. I could have handled things better. I didn't. Yeah. So if I could change one thing, like I wish that 24, 23, 25 year old, 26 year old, even me was just a little bit more mature, prof- more professional.
0: Dude, me in my twenties was, uh, drinking beer and chasing girls. So <laughs> yeah. I De- was definitely doing a lot of
1: the Chasing Girls thing too. <laughs> Drinking vodka and Chasing Girls. <laughs> uh, Big waste of time there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it, man. I promise they don't want you, bro. I promise you. <laughs> if they wanted you, they would tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite app or resource that you've been using right now?
1: Uh, this is a cop out but the podcast app, I'm on podcasts all the time yeah I listen to podcasts I was listening to one on the way over I'm listening to one on the way home what's your top like one two oh, Huberman okay sure it, it fascinates me yeah yeah I got to put my boys on. I got to put my boys on. I'm going to give Excellence Cartel a shout out. They're unbelievable. Very bodybuilding, but also business focused as well. I mean, I'm going to give Sam Miller Science a big shout out as well. The smartest, just unbelievable what his brain is able to accomplish. And then I I listen, anything that Nick Comedino puts out, he's less fitness and much more professional entrepreneurship. He'd be an amazing guest to have on here. Anything Nick Comedina puts out is, you know, worth listening to. So, I mean, those four are, oh.
0: that's where I turn to. That's where I go. I'll put those in the notes. Yeah. When were you the happiest? Right now. Love that. Absolutely. I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. And in five
1: minutes, I'll be happier. In five minutes, I'll be happier. In five minutes, I'll be happier. And next time you see me, I'll be happier. Like
0: right now, life
1: is Freaking unreal. <laughs> I got a, I have a
0: client right now, his name's Joel. He yeah. he stuck this with me. Whenever I talk to him, I'm always like, How's it going, man? He goes, Best day ever. I love that. It's I It's just love like, that. I've been using it now too. Even when I'm feeling like a little yeah. schmurr, and I'll like use it on other people and it just it does something. It like it's manifestation. Oh, hundred percent. Someone asks you how works. you're
1: doing. Yeah. And their monotone there might be down a little bit, and you're like, I, I'm phenomenal.
0: That's yeah. my go to. I'm phenomenal.
1: They smile and yeah. they get fired up. Yeah. And like, they feel something from it. Yes. You might not be. But you know how to make yourself phenomenal? If you give someone a super positive energy exchange, what are they going to give you in response? A super positive energy exchange, and now you're literally phenomenal. It's a life hack. It's a life <laughs> yeah, hack. It truly really is. Totally. Just be phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I was going best day ever. All right. All, all right.
1: right. <laughs> it could literally be the worst day. Yeah. It's still the best day ever. <laughs> I use it all the time now. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite part about Austin? And you can't say the people because everybody says the people.
1: My favorite part about, uh, I, well, I would say the opportunity, but, that's, that goes in line with the people. My favorite part about Austin. We're in the 10th largest city? I have no idea. 10th largest city in America. 9th, 11th, 10th, somewhere in there. We're in this big city. And I live I live like two blocks from here. At any point of the day, I could be in the middle of the massive city in the hustle and bustle around everyone, people watching, observing, or in that exact same city, I could be on the lake. I don't hear a single thing. I don't even hear traffic happening unless someone honks their horn. And that pisses me off. Why are you honking your horn? <laughs> I want to come up there just like, hey, dude, <laughs> y- y- you, you're not getting there any slower <laughs> or faster by doing this. You can escape. Like after this, I'm walking to Zilker. Me and Peyton, or my dog, are going to be at Zilker hanging out, doing our thing. And it will feel like I'm completely isolated in you know the middle of a forest somewhere. And the reality is it's, I'm a five minute walk from being back in the middle of the city. So my favorite part, you can escape the city or you can escape isolation
0: just within it, the same within the same walk, <laughs> two <laughs> I mean, miles. Yeah, it is
1: absolutely there's no other city that's even closest. And like what they're doing south now, and you know, there's all those high rises that are going to go up where that the Austin Statesman building was. There's a pedestrian bridge that's going to bring South Congress and Rainey together. South Austin is becoming this massive extension of downtown Austin. And what other city has this ladybird Lake running through it with all this natural wilderness that is not allowed to be touched and will always be preserved there forever, in the middle of this huge city? Uh, Dude, Austin is my favorite place on earth. Same. My favorite. Are you from here?
0: No, I'm from Minnesota.
1: Okay, I'm from Ohio. Yeah, so. There's nowhere else
0: I'd rather be. Oh,
1: nowhere. If I leave Austin, it's for. I'm like moving out of America. Yeah, yeah. It's like Costa Rica. Yeah. Or somewhere. Bali. I don't know.
0: This is the first place I've lived where when I leave to travel, I'm excited to come back. I could not
1: relate harder. I go to Tampa often. Tampa's a dope city. Sure, yeah. I'm there for an hour and I'm like Jesus Christ can I please get home can I please go back to Austin my best friends live out there Yep. can I please go back home to Austin (laughs) I just want to be here Uh, same same
0: I got one more question before I ask that question though I just want to acknowledge you man for showing up today and just being super honest and authentic like telling stories that hopefully you've never told before yeah no no, um, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, telling us <laughs> yeah. the playbook of how you went from a very dark place yeah. to where you are today, and yeah. obviously thriving. And yeah. just want to acknowledge just you being here today. Thank you. I
1: appreciate that a ton. I appreciate the invite, man. It, this was fun, so I would love to do it whenever you want me,
0: man. Hell yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that. Uh, before I ask my last question, though, what's your plug? Where can people find you? Give them uh, at
1: Jay Mahaley
0: um, on Instagram, Justin Mahaley on YouTube,
1: Grower Eye Podcast on um, any podcast platform.
0: Yeah. Those are the main places. Love it. We'll put that all in the show notes I appreciate that. So if you were to start over from day one and you were to talk to Justin, the young Justin of the beginning of this entrepreneurship journey, and you were to give him your best piece of advice, what's maybe something that you could tell him just to make sure that he's not being an idiot and making good decisions? The
1: sooner you go all in, the sooner the end result's going to be, but the end result's still very far down the road. And you're going to get tiny little bits and pieces of gratification that aren't going to be enough to even elicit a dopamine spike when they come. But if you see this through, if you really dedicate all in, I mean, what all in actually encompasses every cell and energetic expression of your life goes towards the building of what you want, you'll get there. But it's not going to be fast. It's going to be slow it's going to suck. You're going to second guess yourself. You're going to lose a lot of people along the way. You're going to make a ton of enemies along the way because you're just being yourself, but it's all going to be okay. I wish I could go back and tell myself that I really do because there was a lot of stress, a lot of struggle, a lot of man, I want to give up along the way, but for some reason I didn't. Um, I gave up on everything else in my life except for this.
0: (laughs) I think every entrepreneurship journey can relate to that. So thanks for being on the show, brother. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. Looking forward to next time. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the show. And if you have any feedback for me about the show or any other guests that you'd want to see in the show, definitely shoot me a message. I love engaging with my audience and figuring out how I can provide the best value possible to the people listening to this show. Before you go, I only have one ask of you, and that would be to check on my Three Tips Tuesday newsletter. It's three marketing tips every Tuesday specifically for the health and fitness entrepreneur to help them attract new leads. If you press the link in the description, it'll take you directly to the archive of all my previous newsletters, and you can decide for yourself if it's something for you. If you end up finding it helpful, you can just sign up for the newsletter and you'll get it in your inbox every Tuesday. Thanks again and keep hustling my friends.